0: It is a beautiful monorail morning, and this is the morning monorail. Good morning, I'm your host Justin Monorail, and joining me for today's first ever standalone edition of the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes is Landon the Dawstone. Landon, welcome to your very own spotlight edition of the Morning Monorail.
1: Hi, buddy. Uh, gl- glad to be joining you in the monorail, and uh, all I can say is it's about dang time. <laughs> y'all give me my own.: show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this feels a little different. Uh, some changes have been made, it seems, mm-hmm. on the, uh, well, no longer Monday morning monorail, now just the morning monorail.
0: That's right. A standing position on the Wednesday for Mr. Land in the Dawes Done. And I just wonder, like, uh, are, are your keys working? Is everything where you expected it to be? Anything I can get you?
1: Uh, I did have to go talk to HR to get a new key fob to get into the monorail. A heads up would have been appreciated. But I mean, other than that, things are good. I got my uh, handy dandy diet Coke and uh, uh, handy dandy standby be- uh, brewskis. So, nice. you know, uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a good episode.
0: I, I a delicious will. episode, if you would say so. <laughs> and, and may I say welcome to delicious <laughs> that's my own tagline we're not sponsored by anybody no though, um,
1: though, as as we have said before we are definitely open to being sponsored <laughs> jay's more picky where i am here to just completely sell out so <laughs> l-a-n-d-o-z please come hire me
0: yeah worst tagline of all time welcome to <laughs> delicious but anyways well i am excited to kick off this new era with you Landon and I'm excited that we're starting with a pavilion that is one of my favorite pavilions in future world it always has been it's it's got a very special place in my heart when I think about nostalgia that I have for Epcot this is a place that comes up and I'll specifically point out those things that really I mean rattle something loose in my head when I think about them and, and make me feel like um, you know this is a place that I hold pretty dearly in my heart but we are kicking off the standalone Spotlight Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes, with the Living Seas.
1: Very appropriate we're calling it a deep dive because there were people that did just that uh, in the Living Seas attraction. And I feel like we're almost a broken record at this point that this was supposed to be a day one attraction. But, you know, it didn't quite make the cutoff because mm-hmm. it feels like every attraction we talk about, we we have to give that... Uh, clarifier, I, uh, yeah. I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I I dig the living seas. I'm a fan of aquariums as a whole. So, I mean, a Disney aquarium is that much cooler. Um, uh, and it was that edutainment yeah. that Epcot was really built upon in the early days. It's a fun attraction. You can come see some stuff. There's a ride, but it's also going to give you an educational element of it as well. And that that feels like something that the more Epcot develops, it's getting further and further away from. Not that I'm Saying that's bad because, I mean, as we all know, roller coasters are awesome, but at the same time, like, going further away from that foundation it was built upon, or at least pitched upon.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, You know, it started out pretty hardcore education, this pavilion. Um, It's since, in the current times, incorporated Disney IPs. We've got Nemo all over the place in there. We got... You know, a, an encounter with Crush, turtle talk with Crush, different things going on. You've still got the aquarium because, honestly, what could you do with the aquarium? It's still going to be there. <laughs> but, different. you know, if Disney could find a way maybe to have, like, actual animatronics swimming around in that aquarium, that might have happened at this point. But I I just feel like you're right. Like, this, to me, when it was launched, encapsulated exactly what Epcot was supposed to be about. Education, entertainment, for me lots of fun and technology kind of looking forward to what technology could be like and how we could explore the seas in the future. We have gotten pretty far away from that. There's no um, suspension of disbelief about descending down to the ocean floor anymore. Unfortunately, I-, I wish that was still there honestly, but yeah,
1: that was, that was a fun effect. We're talking about the, uh, the, the rock wall.
0: Yeah. The hydrolators. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. So I, I definitely missed those. Um, the pre-show video, I, I know that like in the later years it got to the point where you could walk by the pre-show video and most people probably did that. I would always stop and watch it. I loved that movie and I'm going to tell you, as, as I mentioned before, uh, there were certain aspects of this pavilion that feel very nostalgic to me. The pre-show pavilion, I mean the pre-show movie specifically was one of those things, I can hear that narrator's voice in my ears to this day saying certain things like welcome to sea base alpha you know that sort of thing and um, and and they rained and rained <laughs> and rained that sort of thing like it, i just hear it so clearly in my head and i always wanted to to watch that film by the way the narrator's name according to the research i did was hope alexander willis um this is Someone that you may know, if you're a fan of the Princess Diaries, because she played Lady Caroline. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So if my research was correct, you will have seen her in the Princess Diaries. And and she's got lots of credits to her name. Not a lot of narration. It's mostly like live action type acting that she did. But I think she has a, a pretty good narrating voice, in my opinion. I don't know why this didn't springboard her to a Morgan Freeman-like career. (laughs) Because Morgan Freeman never says no
1: to doing a VO. (laughs) And clearly her her performance was uh, so impactful that you can reminisce on it very fondly, and not only that, drop lines all these years later. So I mean, yeah, uh, good job. And yeah. uh, uh, qu- uh, questioning your uh, your research, don't do that. As we've already established, it's <laughs> on a podcast, so it's now true. Like, <laughs> like, like, like that's just how
0: things work. Yeah, we we could have made up a name, I suppose, but, <laughs> but we are going to say it was Hope Alexander Willis hyphenated yeah. last name. You G- could give it up for Hope. She doesn't have the C's pre-show film in her IMDb. Um, yeah, archive, her filmography I don't know why it's not listed It should that's be cool. there But anyways, we're giving it to her
1: Yeah, so she's getting that morning monorail bump That's that, right that Everybody's clamoring for
0: <laughs> I want to see the numbers from IMDB After this episode airs Does she get a bump in popularity Just because people are like, who? Uh, yeah,
1: We're trendsetters, ladies and gentlemen We can help your brand out Once yeah. again, I'm going back to selling out so.
0: <laughs> Well, I want to take a little step back do what we typically do when we introduce an m 34 d and that's explain to you what this pavilion is. What it is, and what it was, mostly the same thing, but there have been some significant changes. So, basically, like Landon said, we're talking about an aquarium, but it is a Disney aquarium, and that makes everything better.
1: Also, about 40% more expensive, too. That's Again, right. Again, that's just how things work.
0: Yeah. Not only is this aquarium... A Disney Aquarium. It's also one of the largest aquariums that you can visit in um, North America, and, and maybe still the world. And we'll we'll get to the numbers in just a little bit. So this isn't just like a you know a, a small exhibit that has a tank where you can see a manatee. This is a significant uh, portion, a significant size pavilion located in the west side of Future World. There is a dark ride attached to this attraction. It ran originally as Sea Cabs. Those closed down at one point and they've reopened as shell mobile, clam mobiles. Question mark. I don't know. I think cl- I thought they moved over to the grand fiesta tour
1: and they were now the sea cabier.
0: <laughs>
1: sorry. Sorry. I like that
0: one. That was, <gasps> that was good pretty track. good. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. Maybe we should end it. <laughs> that was a good show. Landon. Thank you. Thank you. Cause I don't know if we'll top it, but that was pretty good. Um, but yes you had a dark ride you had a pre-show movie you've got the aquarium which at the time uh on opening day was named sea alpha nowadays it's just called sea Base, but it's still but exists. in your
1: heart it's still sea Base alpha right i
0: will always call it sea Base alpha mm-hmm. for sure yeah and um as i mentioned it didn't open opening day october 1st 1982 uh its opening day was actually january 15th 1986 so Uh, just a little over three years after opening day of Epcot. It did take some time to get this developed, Mm -hmm. but again, I feel like it was worth the wait. Um, We had a lot of great oceanic minds that were involved in the creation of Seabase Alpha and the Living Seas. Uh, A list of consultants and advisors a mile long. I will give some credit to Dr. Robert Ballard, senior scientist, from the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, we had Dr. Sylvia Earle, Vice President, Ocean Engineering, Dr. or Dr. Murray Newman, Director, Vancouver Aquarium Marine Science Center, Mr. Gilbert Grobsner, President, National Geographic Society, Professor William Nirenberg, Director, Scripps Institution of Ocean- Oceanography, Dr. David Potter, Vice President, Public Affairs, General Motors. How did he get in there? <laughs>
1: because as we've as we've established early upcut, everything was sponsored. I know, but it wasn't General Motors.
0: We'll get to that. Uh, Doctor John Reither, Director, Division of Applied Biology, Harbor Branch Foundation, and Mister Robert Wildman, Director, <laughs> Deputy <laughs> they Director. Got the
1: wild man they got the
0: Wildman. They got the Wildman. Wow. Um, N O A A Ocean of Sea Grants Program. So I'm sure there was some funding going on uh, from the that program as well. Yeah, you mentioned it. Everything was sponsored uh, in the early days of Magic Kingdom and the early days of Epcot. Living Seas, no different. The sponsor for this particular pavilion was United Technologies, and they were such uh, for a, a long, like a long stretch of time. Let me let me see if I can find where their actual sponsorship ended. So, United Technologies was the sponsor of this pavilion until 1998, actually, and then. Things started changing at that point, especially leading up to the events of 9-11. At that point, travel was way down. Disney was in a similar situation. Actually, that's probably much worse now. But they were in a situation where they had all these plans for not only refurbishments, but continuing to build things and change things that had to be changed or cut or whatever. Um, So some things happened there at Sea Base Alpha. And then in 2004, that's when the changeover started uh, to actually convert this over to a, a Nemo-centered attraction, or at least a Nemo-associated attraction,
1: it's definitely Nemo-rific now. I mean, I mean now, like, I know, I know it's a fun thing and everybody likes the birds, but those seagulls outside just constantly chattering mine. Just <laughs> after that. a couple minutes, like, okay, we get it. It's yours. Just, just <laughs> knock it
0: off. Yeah, gets a little bit old for sure.
1: <laughs> I feel so bad for the cast members who have to work work out there. It's like could you imagine like an 8-hour shift of hearing those chattering seagulls?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might drive you a little crazy. Yeah. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might block it out eventually. It's kind of like having a kid, you know. You certainly you, you there's a certain tone of like yelling and crying and stuff that you eventually just learn to tune out and then if it's a different you hear some kind of a different tone then you're like uh oh something might really be wrong <laughs> so I'm sure these cast members have dialed into that frequency of the seagulls saying mine and they're just like I don't even hear it it doesn't you happen. just tune it
1: out and become numb to it and it kind of gives you a warm feel wait no I'm describing the feeling of freezing to death never mind <laughs> both of them
0: can be traumatic <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say I would say the seagulls won, then two would be freezing to death. That's so. right,
0: yeah. So it might be interesting for those who are fans of the Seas attraction, the Seas Pavilion, to know that the original idea for this pavilion was that you were going to have a meeting with the Greek god Poseidon. Wow. Yeah. Like, like that is some pie in the sky or I guess uh, pie in the ocean <laughs> idea right there. Yeah. Pearl in the ocean I don 't know Ooh, uh, I like that. <laughs> so you would have started out with this meeting of Poseidon and then you would have hopped into clear glass vehicles that moved through a giant aquarium I guess maybe almost like you're in a bubble that's taking you through the ocean. you that would have would seen cool. not only actual sea life but you would have also seen giant monsters that would have attacked you along the way) <laughs>
1: Giving. I love it. I love it. It's like this is this is for educational purposes, but also there is a point where I guarantee you will be attacked by a shark. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe a giant squid, a little twenty thousand leagues under the sea nod, who knows?
1: The Kraken will come out. Yeah. That's right.
0: I would say release the Kraken, but that's been kind of co-opted by a bunch of weirdos these days. Yeah. But it definitely would have had a much different feel to it. Very action adventure feel. Ultimately, that idea was scrapped. And we got the water-centric, conservation-centric, education-centric living seas that it became. Opened on January 15th, again, 1986. When it opened, it was the largest saltwater tank in the world, holding 5.7 million gallons of water. Mmm. It's a lot of water. Yeah. This was only surpassed by the opening of the Georgia Aqu- Georgie Aquarium in 2005. Georgie? Um... Which I don't know the size of that one, but I guess my point of this is think of all the aquariums you know of in the world. This is the largest tank and it's inside a theme park. You know for all these years so yeah you're right it's it's more expensive than going to an aquarium for sure but you're also getting to ride fun rides exactly yeah i've been to the georgia aquarium before it's a sweet aquarium by the way when we could still
1: do things dragon con would have a night at the georgia aquarium and that's awesome just everybody getting drunk in costumes looking at fishes uh but not a single roller coaster so uh i'm gonna have to give the advantage to epcot here
0: yeah Yeah. sorry
1: Georgie aquarium (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh you want a balloon georgie um,
1: <laughs> they literally do all float down here <laughs> it's true because you're in the water you're buoyant yeah uh,
0: th- so when united pulled their sponsorship in 1998 these are some of the changes that you saw they actually cleared out one of the pre-show theaters because there were two theaters where you would go in and watch the film one of them was stripped clean and it was made just a walk-through corridor. So you could go directly to the hydrolators that would then take you down to the sea cabs that then took you to sea base alpha in 2001. Um, like I mentioned after September 11th, the sea cabs were actually closed down and walled off. And I got to tell you, you could actually still see them through the, the glass, like looking through when you were on the other side of the aquarium, you could look through and see the sea cabs. And I don't know if there's anything sadder than being a Disney in a Disney park and seeing just a abandoned ride like that. (laughs) It's so it just it it feels so strange. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just describing it, it's like like pulls on the on the strings of your heart a little bit. It's like I can see it; it's right there. Yeah, like like I, I have so many positive memories associated with
0: it, and it's literally rotting away. Yeah, just sitting there. Surely, you could just throw a switch. I'll sit on it. (laughs) <laughs> It'll be fine. Let it run. Yeah. So giving you an idea of what the experience was like from the beginning. Um, the idea was that you were kind of the, the pre-show would give you the, uh, the story of the creation of the earth's oceans. So when you watch the movie, it started out with the earth being this volcanic dry landscape It talked about the all of the magma and smoke and everything pouring out of the volcanoes, eventually forming the clouds. The clouds then rained and rained and rained. The deluge forming the oceans. And then you got the little phytoplankton that actually started creating oxygen. And such the earth was born. We had life. Things were happening. And now... We move on to the scary part, which is the deep ocean, and that's where, like, real creepy stuff is happening. And by the way, now that we're done telling you about it, now you're going to go down to the deep ocean and see all that stuff. So, (laughs) the movie actually, like, because, you know, it's got the scene with the lightning happening, and then it does show, when it does, like, the exploring the deep ocean, like, two miles down, it's doing this, like, pulsing of sound, and it does a little light, and you see all these scary sea monsters down there. It's like, ugh, it kind of makes you feel uneasy. But, uh, you I pay- mean, if
1: you think about it, there's probably still some really just terrifying stuff that we haven't oh, discovered at the bottom of the ocean. 100%.
0: Yes. Like, like,
1: like, like, there's definitely a chance that a megalodon is down there and we could get a, a real life situation of the Meg starring oh. Jason Statham.
0: <laughs> well, the good news is we do have Jason Statham. So, exactly send him yeah. out there to fight it and yep. we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and I wanted that movie to be so much better, but it was really
0: bad. <laughs> I know it was; it was hard to watch. <laughs> I even read that book growing up. Sorry, sorry. Oh wow, that's interesting. I didn't know you read. I thought you couldn't read according to last week's episode. Okay, well, well, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe a little bit of kayfabe breaking here, but uh, but I can force myself through a book if there's a shark and shark attacks involved. So there you go. Was the book actually pretty good? Yeah, like like I actually read uh, read quite a few books in the series of the Meg. Like, wow. like there's multiple books. So, yeah. Okay. Go and I read out. it on a beach trip. So, and, and and I thought that was really funny that irony was not lost on me. I was sitting on the beach <laughs> reading a book about a prehistoric shark just like tearing through the world. So.
0: Well, you know, if we're going to let people have a peek behind the curtain here, you're not a guy who likes to get in the ocean anyway. So That's
1: that's true. I've seen
0: jaws. I saw it last week. Do you know what's out there? You're always
1: going to need a bigger boat.
0: Yeah. So reading that book's not going to change your mind about getting in the ocean. It doesn't change anything.
1: Nope. Mm -mm. Um, I like going to the beach, sitting on the beach, maybe
0: drinking a beer and reading. But here's the funny thing about this that just struck me is that you were probably one of a very few, like a very small group of people that went to see the Meg and was like, the book was better.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, There are dozens of us. I, I guarantee uh, it. I have a signed autograph copy of one of these books from the author somewhere at my mom's house.
0: That's classic. I, I
1: was a fan of that franchise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's very good. Okay. All right. So we've, we've left... The pre-show movie theater. And now we talk about maybe one of my favorite aspects of Seabase Alpha. One that I was more than happy to suspend my disbelief for. And that was, of course, the hydrolator experience. You stepped into these, what appeared to be, hydraulic elevators that were going to take you down to the bottom of the ocean. I didn't question that we were in Central Florida and how did we get to the bottom of the ocean. That was not even on my mind. I just wanted to believe it. And I did. And they created this effect by, like Landon said, there was rock walls that you could see through these little glass panes in the elevator that would, they would go up, and there would be bubbles going up, and the floor would vibrate and shake, and it really felt like for those of you who have ridden, I think it's Escape from Green um, at at over at the park that shall not be named. They do a similar thing where you get on a quote unquote elevator. It's fake. It's all fake. Oh yeah, they do. They're lying to you.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Uh, but they do that too so similar well, thing.
1: also also keeping it in the family uh couldn't you kind of say the stretching room similar
0: yes but our stretching room is not an elevator
1: exactly yeah the, but no. but it gives the illusion that that you're going down or at least it feels like you're yeah you're, yeah.
0: You're,
1: I get, or yeah i get right. or i guess the roof is going the, up r- yeah. the
0: roof raise the roof raise the roof I'm doing I'm doing the hands. You can't see it. It's an audio. We're
1: possible. all doing the hands. I mean if if you say raise the roof to a white person, <laughs> I think by law they have to do the
0: hand motion. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope you're not driving right now because here we go. <laughs> Ten we're and gonna, two ladies we're gonna raise Ten the roof. <laughs> um yeah, so anyways, C yes, you go down to C base Alpha. Well, so you step off the hydrolators, you're now at the seafloor, and then you're gonna hop on a sea cab that will take you a little omni mover action you get to look out, and and these were different than the clamshells that you ride today because they all faced forward and there were no animatronics, there were no videos, there were there was no big blue world song. Um, singing along to you, you were just riding along, looking out into the aquarium that you were soon going to get to explore on your very own. As soon as you stepped off the sea cabs, and then of course you arrive at Sea Base Alpha, and then you get to experience the pavilion as it was and as it is it hasn't really changed that much. The pavilion, the actual aquarium, I mean. Yeah, because I mean it's it's a, it's a big old container of water with fishies in it, so you know. Yeah.
1: They've and gotten new fish, I'm sure, but still
0: they've changed the aesthetic of Sea Base Alpha. Although I don't think they needed to, I I, I do think that it looks nice now. Um, I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but in the old days it looked a, a lot more like Sea uh, Lab 2021. <laughs> um, and I remember there were a couple things that I can remember that stand out to me about that. First of all, and they still do it today. They do. They have this large tube. In the, on the bottom floor of sea base alpha that connects to the top floor that will fill with water. And then a scuba diver, scuba diver comes in the top and goes down to the bottom and they drain it and he steps out and he talks to you about like pressure and what kinds of, you know, technology they use to, um, you know, swim at the bottom of the ocean Their you know, their oxygen tanks, their mask, all that kind of stuff. And then he steps back in, it fills with water and then he swims up to the, he or she swims up to the top, excuse me. Um, and that was always a favorite of mine. I'm glad they still do that today. I didn't know if they still did that show, but they, they do still do that.
1: Well, that's good because that that is a fun element. And I guess it gives you kind of like, okay, every every visit to Seabase Alpha, it, it, it can be different yeah. because of that element with the cast member. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then another thing I remember from old Seabase alpha, what there's a lot of hands-on interactive experiences. Of course, this is kind of a trademark of Epcot. All the pavilions had a lot of hands-on things. There was a, uh, an old school. It looked like a Jules Verne, kind of like a, a scuba suit, a big chunky thing, almost like, almost like a spacewalk suit that you would see. And you could step into it. You'd stick your arms into it. And it had these, if you think about like, um, uh, the little crabber claws that you can get, like grab claws, um, you know, kids have these things where you just like you squeeze the handle and it closes a claw. Mm-hmm. Both of the arms of the uh, swim uh, scuba suit had those in them and you would move them and you were supposed to like try to control these little. There was a panel that had levers and buttons and all sorts of things. And you had to try to do all that stuff with the little claws. Um, I always enjoyed doing that. <laughs> Um, there was a manatee exhibit that's still there today. Yeah, manatees rule. Their dolphin exhibit, still there today. And the, uh, yeah, the main tanks, of course, are a main attraction. And that's where they actually do like guided scuba tours where guests will be taken into the main tanks and get to swim around for like 40 minutes.
1: You have to be scuba certified. You do have you sw- to be. Put, yeah. put that out there. They're not just letting random Joes from... Nebraska, for instance, just hop in the tank because you know that sounds like a liability. Issue. That's true. So I don't know why I'm singling out Nebraska. I apologize
0: to all of our corn Hus- husker listeners. <laughs> yeah, you you do have to be scuba certified, and it is an additional charge. I think it's mm-hmm. I think for the scuba experience, it's like 199 bucks. So. I mean, like, like I don't know a lot on, on the going rate for, for you know, scuba
1: eating and stuff. Uh, my host actually used to be a scuba uh, instructor, so mm-hmm. maybe I could ask him uh, when I see him. But I feel like that's a very affordable price point for something that if, if, if you're a Disney fan and you're and you're scuba certified, I feel like that's something you would always remember. I think like, so. Like, n- not only do you get to go to this aquarium, you get to go in the aquarium.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty That's awesome. It's just so cool. Yeah. And by the way, it's a Disney aquarium. <laughs> As we talked about, everything's 40% more expensive. So there you go. <laughs> you get to do meet and greets with the fish, and then you get their autograph. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, is, there a, is there a cast member there who can take my picture with, with uh
0: with with said fish? Oh, you I I'm positive that you get your picture made while this is happening. Like there's no, I would hope so. Yeah, no doubt to me, you get some pictures out of the deal. But um, th- there's actually several different things you can do for an additional charge. They, Like I said, we've got the scuba experience. But there's also um, the uh, – that's called, by the way, Epcot Dive Quest. That's what that's called. There's also the Epcot Seas Aqua Tour, which I don't know if they're still doing this. But this is where even if you weren't scuba certified, you could swim in the aquarium with the assistance of a scuba-assisted snorkel system. I think those are the big – they look like these big helmets that go down to your shoulder – um,
1: okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and then dolphins in the depths is another one that you can do uh, an experience where you get to like hang out with the dolphins and meet <sighs> the dolphins.
1: Yeah, what?
0: it's true. Uh, oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, because we already stated dolphins rules. So. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention too. I don't remember this for some reason, but in the old days when you did board a hydrolator to go down to C base alpha quote unquote you actually had to reboard the hydrolator when you wanted to leave C base alpha i don't remember that i i wonder when at some point they must have like abandoned the exit hydrolator to where you just went into the gift shop and, and left and and again never crossed my mind that wait a minute <laughs> you know how did we i went down but i can leave just just through yeah. the gift shop,
1: of course you leave through the gift shop. So
0: yeah, of course you do. That's you know classic Disney. <laughs> Maybe you want to take home a little stuffed dolphin or something, which of I course. think I probably did. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 how they get you. This this
1: Disney thing profit deal.
0: Yeah. It seems like they might be in in it for the money. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, that is kind of uh, disappointing that uh, that they break kayfabe. Uh, like, like you got to go down, but you don't have to go up <laughs> Just to get okay. out. But, yeah. you know, whatever.
0: All right. I want to talk quickly about what we've got there today. I, one reason that I'm not going to go in depth about uh, Turtle Talk with Crush is that I've never done it myself. I know a little bit about it, but I, I've never done it. Um, I have done the Seas with Nemo and Friends, the Clan Mobile ride, don't have a lot of great things to say about it (laughs) all i'll say is that i think it's cool i mean initially the clam mobiles by the way they they ride the same track as as the sea cabs used to it's the same track but now you're sideways instead of facing forward you get to you get to see less of the aquarium than you used to because now they're showing you some videos of fish swimming around in in like coral reefs they show you some animatronics the cool animatronic that Garrett always talks about is the anglerfish that's on, like, a kooka arm, and that thing is legitimately scary.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that 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 thing kind of creeps me out, even, yeah. even as a full-grown adult. It's like, remember earlier when we were talking about how there's, like, megalodons hanging out at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah. I was only speculating. Anglerfish are definitely down they're there, down and there. they are straight out of your nightmares. Yeah,
0: they're down there, and they're <laughs> creepy. Yeah, and this thing, it's in this really dark corridor. You can't see the robot arm because they have it so dark, and all they light up is the little anglerfish, I guess the eyes and maybe its little dangler thing, and it is like flipping around all in this space. It just, yeah, it's creepy. No, sir. No,
1: sir. (laughs) I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You do go through a little tunnel when you're on the EAC. It's like a little bubble tunnel. You could see Crush and, and Squirt, and they're doing the, you know, they've got their, what do they call them, exit? Buddies, I don't know. They <laughs> sure. For some reason I always get stuck in the bubble tunnel and it makes me feel a bit nauseous. Um, but that ride, that's another thing. It's I feel like it stops frequently when you ride it. And typically not all the animatronics are moving. Mm. You know, it's just one of those things that just, it feels like it's always like in some, you know, state of needing maintenance. But
1: And 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 it's disappointing like like you say you get to see less of the aquarium so you can see videos or animatronics of fish it's like literally (laughs) there's one of the biggest dadgum (laughs) aquariums in the world like like right there and and instead we're we're gonna show you a a busted animatronic really come on y'all
0: i know but you know like i said they they don't have yet the technology to have the animatronic swimming in there with the fish but maybe at some point that'll happen and then it'll just open it all up um (laughs) And then at the end, you get to... This is actually pretty cool. And at the time, it was a big draw. As you kind of wrap up your trip to Sea base, you start to see into the aquarium. And they do this projection technology that makes it look like Marlin and Nemo and Dory and, and all the other fish are actually in the aquarium swimming around. That's pretty cool. It's a cool effect. It looks good. Um, but then they start singing in the big blue world. And that drives me crazy. So... I'm starting to pick up uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Dory might not necessarily be your favorite Pixar movie. I like Finding Nemo. I, I don't really have a problem with Finding Nemo. Okay, I just fine. This song isn't from the movie. It's from the Finding Nemo musical in Animal Kingdom. And I love that musical, but I don't know. It I'll admit at one point actually more than once I've been stuck where it plays that song just over and over and over. Oh,
1: okay. All right. So so there's like some some traumatic issue. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, I'm not Dr. Jacqueline so I'm not going to try and uh, give you free uh, medical advice, but 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 I
0: feel like we've had a breakthrough today, Justin. I know. So that that might explain why I don't necessarily love that song quite as Okay. Much. All right. Um yeah, Turtle Talk with
1: Crush. Have you done Turtle Talk I have not done Turtle Talk with Crush, and it's like I I know about it. It seems very similar to uh, uh, the 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 laugh floor in Magic yeah, Kingdom. I think so. Which I mean, it's like like that's 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 fun. Like I'm I'm glad I was able to experience it. So maybe next time I'm down at uh, Epcot, if I have a slow moment, maybe I'll go check out uh, Turtle Talk with Crush.
0: The main thing that's kept me away is it always seems like it's mainly for smaller kids. Um, but you know, I've done Enchanted Tales with Belle multiple times, and that's definitely for small kids. So I don't. And know. that's awesome. It is. Is good, so I should do turtle tr- turtle talk. I hear it's entertaining, and um, but yeah, it's it's basically a show where you've got uh, Crush swimming around in front of you on the screen. He actually interacts with the kids. He'll ask questions. Kids get to raise their hands, and he'll speak to them. And um, you know, like Landon said, it's a lot like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor in that there's that interactive element that makes it feel really unique and interesting. And it would be a different show every time, so. <laughs> You know, definitely want to try it
1: because I mean, like if for nothing else, like it's like I'm always impressed with the cast members who are backstage at at, uh, at, at the laugh floor. It's like like they they give you a convincing performance. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely watching uh, some uh, some monsters from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. So, so uh, I definitely want to check out Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah, I'll
0: do it, too, at some point for sure.
1: I mean, you live down there, damn it.
0: <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Whoops. Uh yeah, um, a couple other things that are part of this pavilion. There is a VIP room that is backstage. It's used for private events, weddings, conventions. It's a long room with a with curved wooden paneling along one side, and the other side has floor to ceiling windows of the aquarium. And apparently, it also has an acrylic glass see through piano, which is kind of interesting to see. Huh. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe someday you and I will be VIPs. It would be nice to even just see it. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: I wonder, there's got to be video of this room. At
1: least be somewhat important. We don't have to be very important.
0: Yeah. You know? Then the other thing was that they do have a restaurant attached to this pavilion. It's called the Coral Reef. You actually are in a room similar to the VIP room. Where One side is just, you know, walls. The other side is floor-to-ceiling views of the aquarium, looking at the very same aquarium that those people that are in the attraction are looking at. And I don't have a lot of great things to say about Coral Reef. <laughs> Not somewhere you're going out of your way to experience. It's it's an expensive meal. And I, I've always said, if you're going to pay good money to eat a meal at Epcot, there are much better options. Now, if you just want that experience of sitting beside the aquarium and being able to look out and enjoy your meal, and okay, fine. But the food just, it has never impressed me. And the service that we've gotten there hasn't been the best either. So, oh, that's you know, it's, it, I don't know if they just are like overseated or, or what, but, or maybe it's been understaffed. I don't know, but it's just not a place that I'm like clamoring to get back to. And if you, if you don't request to be seated, like right by the aquarium, you could be, let's say five, six tables back. And they do kind of make it tiered, almost like stadium seating in a theater. So that if you're further back, you're raised up and you can still see, but, It's just the view isn't that good if you're sitting farther away. And then and then what are you there for? You know, so Mm. that's what I say about Coral Reef. Have you eaten there? No, no, I have not eaten there. All right. Well, don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Okay, All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, scratching that (laughs) off my list of things to experience the next time I'm down. You know, we made the joke when we were walking around the uh, world uh, every every stop we would go be like, okay, well, let's add that to Landon's ever growing list. Yeah, doesn't sound like this is going to make the cut.
0: Don't think you need to. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Coral Reef Restaurant. Yeah. it's. I just think there are much better options. There are people that love it. Okay. And I know that just because it's not my favorite doesn't mean that everybody hates it. Like there are people who love it. I get that. I I just wouldn't recommend it. It's not on the Justin Monorail recommended food stops. If you're going to pay good money, go somewhere better. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. And there are some... Uh, really expensive places in Epcot where you can get a pretty killer meal, yeah. meal. So
0: I'll tell you this. When we went to Epcot on New Year's Eve, we struggled to find reservations at any restaurant because they were all booked up. Coral Reef was consistently coming up and I was like, oh, nowhere to eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're just not eating today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to eat a bunch of flavored popcorn. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, at Epcorn.
1: Yep, God, that's so
0: good. (laughs) All right. Last thing we got to do before we close out today's episode is fun facts. So please, Judge Landon, put on your smock, get your gavel. It is time for fun facts.
1: First of all, it's a robe. So uh, all rise, court's in session. Okay. I need to get a gavel.
0: Number one, the aquarium is home to 80 different species of marine life and houses over 8,000 creatures.
1: Wow. 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 Oh yeah. If it gets four wows out of me, that is definitely a fun fact.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. And I mean, no matter where you are in the aquarium, it's a good view to be able to, to like Mm -hmm. just stand and watch. And frequently this is used as a research facility, just like living with the land, you know? Um, and if you watched the magic of Disney's animal kingdom, they did a couple segments where they hopped over to Epcot and showed you the aquarium because they're, not only are they, like, saving endangered animals there, but they're also doing a lot of research and that sort of thing. And And so um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good spot. Take your time when you're there because you're going to see some cool stuff. All right, moving on. I'm glad on. you mentioned Animal Kingdom because, like... This really does
1: feel like an attraction almost out of place. I mean, you, you clearly mm-hmm. can't easily move a five and a <laughs> half million gallon uh, tank and the uh, eight, uh, 80 different species yeah. over to Animal Kingdom. But this definitely does feel like it should be an AK. But you know, I AK agree. Right.
0: Nowadays. Of course, there yeah. was no AK back then. But yeah, um, I agree. It, it probably would fit better nowadays, especially with where the future of Epcot's headed. So. Mm-hmm. Number two, Fun fact transitioning scenery. So this is all about the queue for boarding the clam mobiles. As you ride the seas with Nemo and friends, you walk through a beach like area. That's as you enter, you're over, you know, you're above land you're there's a lifeguard tower it's themed you know out to where you feel like you're on the beach walking around towards the ocean you eventually transition to where you start to go underwater to the point where when you're in the queue it's dark you've got fish sw- swimming around you and you can look up and see the bottoms of boats which is providing that change that like when you're riding voyage of the little mermaid um, over in magic kingdom you actually go underwater while you're in the clamshell this one you do it in the queue so I mean, theming, details, it's important.
1: Uh, I feel like the ride is trying to lie to me, and I don't like to be lied to, so I'm deeming that a not fun fact. Okay.
0: Number three. Be
1: honest, rides, come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number three, Hidden Mickeys. There are apparently two Hidden Mickeys in the sea base. Both are located in the waiting area for Turtle Talk with Crush. They're intricately hidden on the grand mural featuring characters from Finding Nemo. Now... That's cool, but there's a third hidden Mickey that I'm aware of that is actually in the aquarium. You have to go up to the second level, and then you pass the dolphin encounter. You go through the tunnel that takes you to the circular room in the aquarium. And if you go around to kind of like, say you're going counterclockwise, and you're about, let's say, 11 o'clock, there's a hidden Mickey made out of stones on the bottom of the aquarium. It's cool to see. Is that a fun uh, Well,
1: fact? Uh, Jay, you know, Judge Landon, if w- one thing he's sexy, but if he's two things, he's sexy and consistent and hidden Mickeys will always be deemed fun facts. Awesome. So there you go.
0: The C's. We did it. Yeah. The, the living C's. Always the living C's. Always C base alpha. Always C base alpha. I remember like we were doing an M340
1: like over a year ago and you just like had to just jam in sea base alpha yeah like like this is this I feel like is one of your your high points
0: I think with it, everything Disney I think it probably is like I I always love the ocean I love sea creatures sea life when we go and visit the seas now we typically skip the clam mobiles and we just go into the aquarium because you can do that all you have to do mm-hmm. is you go into the uh, souvenir shop in through the gift shop they're not gonna They're not going to be like, wait, you got to go ride the clamp. (laughs) You can go in there and then hang out in the aquarium and the cast members in there are so knowledgeable. They'll talk to you. They'll tell you all about the, all of the, the different uh, species of sea life. You know, any questions you may have, they can answer it throughout the day. They do feedings. There are shows with the dolphins. You get to see the diver lockout that I talked about. There's, you know, all these different exhibits. There's so much to see and do in there. And I think people because you're at Epcot and you have the Disney mindset of if we're not riding a ride we're wasting time. I think that people tend to jump over this or or maybe just don't give it enough time to really like soak it in and be there and and that's sad because I think it is I think it's really cool but maybe, you know, like I said, like you said, maybe it means a lot to me and other people are just like I can see an aquarium back home in New Jersey. You know, I well,
1: know. I mean, you could probably go to the New Jersey Aquarium, and I'm sure it's a fine aquarium. But as we already talked about, this is a Disney Aquarium,
0: right? It's, a, I mean, and that should mm-hmm. that should be the the deciding factor of whether or not you think it's cool.
1: I mean, I mean, take take a couple minutes, like like go check this out. This like like I already said in this uh, episode, I I like aquariums and you know stuff like that. But this this is a pretty killer aquarium.
0: It's great. So go do it. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up for today. Landon, it is time to sing your song. Do the thing.
1: L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me. Landon, don't. I'm the best. Landon, don't. Not the rest. That's where you can follow me. 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmushchips.com. chips. Buttmuships. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find really outdated podcasts. I, again, I the only reason I still plug it is I got auto renewed for the URL for one more year. <laughs> but in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio. That is a podcast on the sweet science of professional wrestling with myself and my buddy, Will Rab. Uh, We will have a episode up talking about the Royal Rumble that happened this past Sunday as we are now rapidly approaching, and we're not rapidly approaching, we are on the road to wrestle WrestleMania right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Um, uh, I'll be honest, the WWE product hasn't really grasped my interest all that much. Uh, I think Monday Night Raw might be one of the worst television shows <laughs> I've ever seen, yeah. like not just wrestling, <laughs> just like TV, period, but... Every year, every wrestling fan gets super excited around the Royal Rumble because we are approaching the granddaddy of the mall at WrestleMania happening in Tampa Bay uh, this year uh, because, you know, COVID kind of yeah. canceled it last year. But, uh, you know, uh, it should be fun. It's, 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 it's the Rumble, guys. Yeah. That's
0: right. Not so only Michael
1: Scott, I'm ready to get hurt again.
0: Not only is WrestleMania happening in Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl is happening in Tampa Bay. That's coming up this week. Um, so place your bets, everybody. Place your bets on will Tom Brady become the most annoying quarterback of all time by continuing to win Super Bowls, even when we thought he should retire. Well, spoiler
1: happen. alert, he's already he's already uh, achieved that, and by the way, if you're in the state of Tennessee, download the download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code WOKI to holler at your boy and hook him up, and speaking of my day job, I do appear on the Phil Show News Talk 987 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at NewsTalk987.com and it, uh, available on the News Talk 987 app in the i heart
0: radio app as well nice yeah yeah by the way i don't i don't hate tom brady and i feel like at this point i have to admit it look i'm a peyton guy of course i'm a peyton guy mm-hmm. i just have to admit you can't argue with his length of career and success yep. you just facts can't your facts you yeah, just can't like
1: like like i i looking over here i have a sign to peyton manning sign as yeah. a matter of fact so so i love me some pay pay but i mean like like This pains me to say, Tom Brady is the greatest of all
0: time. I think so. So on that painful statement, we're going to (laughs) wrap up today's show. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back here tomorrow morning. So set your dials, hit subscribe, like, tell a friend. We will talk to you on Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is Monorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407 917 As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs>
1: See y'all.